What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, and you can follow the social pages on Twitter and Facebook for the latest updates. Uh, this week, folks, we're uh, recapping the trade deadline that just uh, expired today at uh, 3 o'clock, recording this Thursday. Uh, and I got my good friend uh, Derek Welch uh, on the program. Uh, Derek, great to have you back. Oh, thank you, Garrett. I love coming, hanging out on this podcast, talking a little basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, clearly one of the most, uh, I would say one of the most memorable trade deadlines of the last couple of years, you know, got started. Probably you could say got started a couple of days ago on Sunday with the uh, Kyrie Irving trade to the Mavericks. And then, you know, everything, it all hit the fan uh, yesterday or late last night, early this morning with uh, Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. So um, it's just been a crazy day. It's been wild. I, <laughs> I I have the tweet notifications on for Shams and Woj, and I wake up this morning and there's about 100 notifications about the KD trade. So yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be the biggest trade of the day, and I think it was. Yeah. But it definitely started off the day, kicked off the day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely was a a wild day, but yeah, you know that was that was shocking to look read that on my phone this morning. As you know, I think I had gotten multiple Bleacher Report updates, and so I think the update that I saw was like, oh, you know, grading the KD trade, and I'm like, wait, what? He got traded. So <laughs> that was pretty bananas. You know, obviously here we're a kind of Boston-based podcast, so it'll certainly be. Uh, talking about the Celtics as they made a move today. And then we'll certainly talk about the other big trades and kind of the impact on those moves. So um, Celtics make a trade early. I think it was like late this morning, like 11, 1130, make a trade with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, getting Mike Muscala from the Thunder in exchange for Justin Jackson on uh, two second round picks. Um just kind of your initial thoughts on that trade, Derek. Um, I think it's a no-brainer trade. I think it's someone that we can bring in. Um, it can be an additional big man who can shoot off the bench. He's at 39% from three this year. Right. Um, he makes a deep team deeper, which is always good. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about it today. We <laughs> we just beat – we just won last night with four starters out. Like, it's a deep team. Yeah. Um, and then I was reading, I forget who I was reading, but in in a way, Mascala could potentially be a Grant Williams replacement if he does decide to go elsewhere and in free agency. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the kind of the simplicity of his game is he can knock down the three, you know, as you said, with his three-point percentage. You know, I think it's just someone that can make shots and – I think make the team more dangerous when he's on the floor that, you know, with his size, more often than not, they're going to be guys like his size. They're going to match up with him and his ability to make shots from deep, you know, is huge because it creates, you know, matchup issues for the other team. So I think he was definitely someone that I had kind of briefly thought of as a trade target, you know, not anything that's going to blow people away, but I think his skill set is exactly what they need. 
I think I get uh, held up or I get caught up in the like the day itself. And I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool if the Celtics made like a big trade. Yeah. But then if you think more realistically, it's like, okay, you add Mascala. It's not, like you said, it's not like the biggest splash trade of the day, but it definitely improves this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I had a um, I had a tweet for you, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was from Greeny, the Barstool Celtics writer. Sure. He said, the same people who were complaining about the Derek White trade for a first rounder last year are the same people that, are complaining that we didn't do enough at the trade deadline this year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it is interesting because I feel like uh, there, I don't even know. I mean, there may have been one first round pick traded at this year's deadline. Uh, sure. But, two, but certainly, certainly second round picks. <laughs> yeah, certainly second round picks. Yeah, my goodness, saw multiple trades where there were. At least there were five first round or five uh, second round picks, I should say. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that's it's it's uh, it's very true. It's just like you know, I think this team also is in a different spot than they were last year. You know, I think last year they kind of needed to be able to, or kind of needed to push the envelope and be like, okay, we do need to make a big impact trade. Here, you know, they have the best record in the NBA. You know, maybe they're not playing the absolute best right now, but they're a team that has a very good record. And so making kind of small incremental changes, I think, is really all you can do. And I don't think that they're, you know, done in terms of adding players because I think that they'll add someone um, that will get bought out. But I think it's a good solid move. It gives them someone that can just kind of give them some insurance and give them the ability to rest, you know, Rob and Al Horford and get them as fresh as they can before the playoffs. Do you have any buyout candidates in mind? Yes, actually, there is a article on uh, SpotRack that I was looking at earlier today. Um, and they just have a list of some names. You know, Danny Green is kind of the name that's popped up for me. Um also, I'm a big fan of uh, Terrence Ross. You know, he's been a Celtics killer for years. He's yeah. someone that can make shots, you know, wing player, which is kind of what they need. Kind of just some insurance next to uh, Sam Hauser because, you know, had an excellent start to the year, kind of leveled off. I think recently he's been shooting it better, but I think just to have that ability to bring in, you know, a vet like one of those guys, you know, that's been around, I think makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think Green, especially, he's won a couple championships, plays good defense, can knock down the occasional three. You know, I don't think that the Celtics are, again, looking for a big-time transaction, just someone that can help kind of fill in the margins. What do you think about a guy like Kevin Love? So I think... I think if they hadn't made the trade for Muscala today, and let's say they traded for like a wing player, then I think I would think about Kevin Love, like, okay, he could fill in exactly what the Celtics are asking Muscala to do. Um, you know, I think I think he's still a solid player. He can still certainly help a team. 
you know, it's kind of curious that he's not really playing in Cleveland. You know, that's kind of odd to me. I think you hit I think you hit the nail on the head with Terrence Ross or a wing similar to that because I'm looking at the bio candidates right now. Uh, you know, Patrick Beverly doesn't really excite me. Yeah. Uh, Rus- Russell Westbrook doesn't I-, I don't think that's the type of chemistry we need to bring into this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Barton, that doesn't really do much for me. Yeah. Yeah, Will I Barton think- would be yeah. interesting. Um, but I think it's Green and Ross that I'd be more I think I'd be more inclined to bring in. Um, did you have any other like Celtics thoughts about any other guys? I nothing I don't think anything additional. No, I I think this is one of the deadlines where I didn't feel like we needed to make a major move to right. feel like we're a part of the conversation for the, the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad we didn't do anything crazy. <laughs> I know the Jalen Browns uh, for Durant things came up. And when <laughs> I saw Durant <laughs> got traded, I was a bit relieved that that's yeah. not going to happen. Um, yeah. I love Kevin Durant. I think he's an incredible player. I think everyone agrees with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing I, I like what we're doing in Boston mm-hmm. with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And yeah, I, I think bringing Katie kind of changes what we're about. Mm-hmm. I did think it was interesting. Um, there was a trade last night that uh, the Spurs sent Jakob Pertl, uh back to Toronto where he originally started. Um, and it sounded like the Celtics had made an offer to the Spurs for him, you know, looking at, trading Pritchard, trading Gallinari, and then trading a couple picks. Um, undoubtedly, the Spurs took the Raptors' offer. So that was kind of interesting to me that the Celtics were indeed interested in him. Um, but then I think ultimately probably circled back and looked at, okay, what other bigs could we bring in? Um, you know, Kelly Olenek was a name that was floated, but <laughs> I just think with with the salary that he had and the fact that He's on the Utah Jazz, and Danny Ainge runs that team. I'd be concerned that Danny Ainge would try to, you know, pull something big from the Celtics in that, yep. in that scenario. It's it's interesting what Kelly Olenek, like his value mm-hmm. in what the NBA has become over the past, like even two or three years. Yeah. Where like, like when we let go of him, mm-hmm. he was maybe not as important and his style wasn't as like, fitting for what this right. NBA is. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, skilled big men like that have become like the future of the NBA and like the current NBA. So his, his value goes up. Yeah. I, I think it's with the portal portal trade less about the Celtics. I'm just kind of confused on why the Raptors would go back and get someone at this deadline. Yeah, I was very was confused, confused by the Raptors today. That was confusing because they made that trade, which, you know, I think Pirtle is going to be, uh, like, I, I think he's going to be a free agent after this season. It just seems weird that they would give up a first-round pick for him when they're not really in the playoff chase. And then, to, on top of that, not trade and uh, OJ, OG and Anubi. I was waiting for it all day. I... 
I, I saw the Warriors might get OG and yeah, that concerned uh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I think we can kind of get into some of the other trades. Um, you know, it was funny. I think I had uh, said something to you earlier that I had seen the report about um, Sadiq Bay going to going to the Warriors. I was right. a little concerned about that, but then we found out that it was a larger team trade and he actually was going to Atlanta. So that kind of made me feel a little bit better that the uh, Warriors were not getting him because he's a Celtics killer. And I just, I know Golden State's not the hottest team in the league right now, but they're healthy in the playoffs. I mean, they, they can beat anyone. Right. I think the more interesting piece of that trade is Wiseman. Yeah. I would Honestly, I... I saw the potential. I understood what they were doing when they picked him. Mm-hmm. I think it was a weird year with the COVID stuff. That was, I Absolutely. believe they couldn't have meetings with players. Yeah. Um, just a funky draft. And mm-hmm. it was interesting for, to me that they were like, all right, let's cut ties with this guy and move on for what we can get. They end up with <laughs> five second round picks and Kevin Knox. I, yeah. I'm not too high on Kevin Knox. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope the best for Wiseman. Uh, I think Detroit, not really a relevant team right now. I think that's a perfect place for him to get yeah. a lot of minutes and, yeah, you know, try to work back to what he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then the yeah the five second round picks that was the that was the name <laughs> of the game today. Yeah. You know, multiple trades with the uh, five second round picks. You feel uh, like teams are like trying to like buy in on like a lottery ticket with a second round pick. Like they just feel like they can like people have hit on them, obviously. Like I think I'm almost positive Jokic is a second round pick. Yes. Yeah. I think think people, I think the draft is now becoming a cheap option for teams to build with Mm -hmm. and they're betting on their ability to hit on a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also like tells you that, you know, the development of or teams with the ability to like develop players has gotten a lot better. Right. than it, you know, typically has been, I think it was like what 51, 52 second round picks that changed hands today. It was pretty insane. Quite a few. <laughs> Every trade had multiple second round picks. Yeah, quite a few. So it might make sense if you just want to get into the, large trade from this weekend where Kyrie goes to uh goes from Brooklyn to Dallas and you know Brooklyn gets you know somewhat of a, a decent package you know with Dinwiddie going back to Brooklyn uh getting a first round pick couple seconds um very interesting move for Dallas certainly yep. a gamble yeah I mean looking at it from both sides it's like it's almost a move that Dallas had to make if they want to make if they want to like make as much of the Luca time as they can, like get as much as they can. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, even the game last night he played, it looked like he fit in right away. And I, I was listening to Bill Simmons and he was talking about like, if you had to draft anybody in the league for pickup basketball, Kyrie probably is top of the list. And I feel like that's why a team may trade for Kyrie just based off pure talent. Yeah, but it's the everything else that brings Kyrie down. Yeah, 
you know, and I think I get it from Dallas's perspective that they wanted to bring in a, another star, take the take the load off of Luca, but it's like they're only getting him for, you know, what thirty games. Thirty games. It's like worst case scenario, he's there for thirty games, and then he leaves in free agency, and you can just kind of see what it's like. I mean, even if he does do well there, there's still a tremendous risk to signing him long term. I mean, you saw what happened with the Nets, so it's like. You know, it'll be very, very interesting to see how that works um, and how the Mavericks do going forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I really don't know how that's going to turn out. Before this, we were talking about, like, what we want to talk about today. And you talked about, like, the trades that most impacted the East. Yeah. And I feel like just getting KD and Kyrie out of the East mm. it makes it so much not so much easier, mm-hmm. but that's one less team that I have to like. Because it's not like the Nets had a bad year this year, or I don't think they no, were having no. I mean, they were having a when, when people were healthy. But, yeah. Um, and we took care of them last year, so yeah, it wasn't the biggest worry, but it's one less worry that I have yeah. to have <laughs> that both of them are not there. Yeah. Um. And then obviously, you know, Durant going out to Phoenix, I think you know, instantly makes them a, a contender for the title. Although taking a quick glance at their depth chart, they're not as deep as they were prior to this trade, you know, losing Bridges and Johnson. You know, I know Jay Crowder hadn't played for them this season, but that's not really a super deep team, you know, past the starting lineup. You know, if you um... that. It's Booker, Paul, Durant, and Aiden, and then, you know, Tory Craig or whoever. Right. Vegas thinks they're <laughs> Vegas thinks they've greatly improved. They're the odds on favorites to win the the West right now. I mean and it the makes second sense. that's odds to win the finals right now. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. Durant's a Durant's a, you know, franchise changing player. Um, but it's just like you do need some depth. And it's just like, it doesn't really look like they're as deep as some of the other teams out West, but may not, may not matter. Everyone was talking about how they just got that new owner, Ishba, I believe his name is. And this is how he comes in, (laughs) makes a splash. Yeah. 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 Not to like make a comparison to sports, but it's like, you know, if you, if anyone watches the premier league, you know, the team might, or the, team that I follow, Chelsea, you know, is very similar to what they did, you know, bringing in American owner and, you know, buys every single player on the planet. Still, the team's still not any good. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is, it is an interesting move that, um, you know, the new ownership wanted to make a splash, you know, bring in Kevin Durant. And it's like, yeah, they're definitely going to be a team that's going to have a say in the Western Conference. Uh, I have two more things on this trade. <laughs> yes. I do have to mention, um, I just want to put this stat out there. Uh, the big three, Harden, Irving, and Durant, only played, played 16 games together. Mm-hmm. I think that's insanity. Yeah. And then Durant and Irving only played 74 games together. It's just crazy. Like, I, I know they were injured. I know they weren't on the floor. But just to see that actual number kind of – 
blows my mind. And yes. then the second thing I would take away from this draft or uh, from this trade. Yeah. I think the Gobert trade in the summer kind of ruined what trades look like. And I think this is a fair trade for Durant. Like, I think this may have reset the market for what a fair trade looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that too. You know, obviously the talent of the players may not equal but it's like yeah you got the four first round picks you got a pick swap you know it's kind of like the package that i think people thought would that it would take to get durant you know in the summer when he had requested a trade and phoenix was one of those teams that i think was rumored to be interested in him and you know undoubtedly that's where he goes it was it was interesting to see if the nets were going to swing either way you know build around kd and um Claxton and and what they had left or if they were just going to say all right let's blow it up let's see what we can get for Durant Mm -hmm. um it it obviously didn't work out let's let's start over yeah and they went that way which I was actually I was I think that's an admirable move by them to Mm -hmm. to not try to make this because as good as Durant is can't do it on his own I don't think that team was gonna make it very far this year without Kyrie mm. or even with Kyrie, but you know, good on them. Good on Josiah from, for moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think this is a, it's a Nets team that probably still should make the playoffs, um, but it'll be interesting to see how that team comes together. You know, there was uh, someone that was saying today, it's almost like this is the team that the Nets were before Kyrie and KD got over here that it's like, Yep. Just kind of a group of a group of parts, basically. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, Claxton, I think, has played really well for them this year. And you know, I you, you never know with Ben Simmons, but it seems like they have a decent group of players, you know, Bridges and Johnson, you know, Dinwiddie from Dallas. So be interesting to see. Um and then in terms of other Eastern Conference trade, the Knicks got uh, Josh Hart from the Trailblazers. I actually thought that was a pretty good deal for them, you know, getting rid of Cam Reddish, who clearly didn't want to be there. Um, and they get a, you know, somewhat decent player in Josh Hart. Uh, the Sixers getting Jalen McDaniels in a three-way trade with the Hornets and the Trailblazers. Uh, Matisse Teibel going to the Trailblazers. Um and then obviously the Milwaukee Bucks getting Jay Crowder, who uh, still has not played in a game this season. But yep. <laughs> you know, I guess there's some Celtics fans on Twitter that are concerned about that move. It's like, you know, Jay, Jay's going to bring his edge. But again, he hasn't played all season. So it's like, I kind of don't really know what to expect. I think Crowder is an interesting addition to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't think it like makes them. It doesn't bump them up. Like it doesn't significantly bump them up, but it definitely helps them. Yeah, I think they're. He's a great three. Not a great, but he's a good three and D guy. He has playoff experience. He he might step into like what they needed from PJ Tucker last year, like mm-hmm. that type of role. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a lesser way. Yeah, I'd somewhat of that role. Mm-hmm. 
yeah you know i think that we're <laughs> well versed in the in, in in we're well versed in jay crowder you know as celtics fans <laughs> kind of know know what you're going to get from him but i think that it's you know an interesting move um in the sense that the bucks get someone who's you know fairly experienced playoff player you know kind of knows what it takes to play in big games and i think you know yeah it could be concerning that the bucks get someone with an edge and someone that's you know going to get them hyped up you know when if if the Celtics and Bucks happen to play each other in the playoffs which there's probably a good chance of that happening so you know we'll see but I think you know not to go back to the Celtics but when the Celtics are fully healthy I don't really I'm not I'm not nervous about any team I love that I love that we can say that <laughs> yeah 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 it is it definitely it definitely is a good feeling um there are a couple of other trades that I thought were interesting. Uh, Bones Highland going to the Clippers. Thought that was a good addition for them. Um, the Clippers, the Rockets. Interesting that Denver didn't really do anything to. Say it again. I was just saying, interesting to say that Denver kind of traded away High Island and didn't yeah. really do anything, not to replace him, but didn't really do anything elsewise to get better. I was waiting on them to make a trade. Yeah. Oh, well, they did make – they did get Thomas Bryant from the Lakers, so that was right. kind of a little move. You know, I think they needed a backup at the center position. But, yeah, I agree. It was like they didn't really do much of anything else. You know, maybe they feel good about their team, but I don't know. With Porter and Murray, it's like they're good, solid players, but, like, they got injury history, so I'm kind of, you know, not sure about their depth, but they're a good right. team. I mean, they've for the most part they've stayed healthy, and I believe they're the number one team in the West right now. They are, yeah. Um, oh, that's right. The um, Grizzlies getting Luke Kennard in a three way trade with the Clippers and the Rockets. I thought that was a a good get for the Grizzlies. They had kind of seemed quiet until that point my boy Luke Kennard you guy yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> more points than LeBron in Ohio State or in Ohio basketball high school basketball history. yeah yeah there you go <laughs> um yeah and the Clippers got Eric Gordon you know uh, another guy going back to a former team that kind of seemed to be a, a theme today with the guys getting traded back to teams that they had played for in the past john wall going back to houston <laughs> probably well, getting yeah, bought out but very that funny was, that was one of them that was very funny yeah especially with that recent interview he did where he's talking about his time in houston that he did not enjoy but he's going back there but probably won't be for for, for long no um any other trades that we didn't touch on that you wanted to touch on? The only other one would be Russ and any of the Lakers trades today. Oh, of course. I, I feel like the Lakers, well, with Russ, he's probably going to get bought out, is what I'm seeing from the Jets. Just yes, a contract yes. move for them. Makes yes. sense. Good move for them. Mm -hmm. Good good on the Lakers for getting off of him. They, yeah. they improved. The Lakers improved today. And, and throughout the trade deadline, 
bringing in D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Mo Bamba today. They got him. Uh, I like Hachimura. Yeah. Yeah, Hachimura. Yeah, you're right. They got him a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, no, they definitely retooled probably the most out of any team. Um, yeah, you know, Russell's a, a a decent player. I'm kind of interested to see how he meshes with LeBron. Um, you know, Vanderbilt, I think there were a lot of people that that liked him. Um, and Malik Beasley is not a bad player either. So it might be enough that the Lakers can get into a playoff spot. But, you know, with all the other teams out West, I kind of don't think they're going to make any noise. But it was interesting that they made plenty of moves. No, but they had to get better and in any way they could. Mm-hmm. Um. The Pelicans also got Josh Richardson for Devontae Graham. I think that was one of the late, one of the last trades that came in. You know, Josh Richardson, I thought, to his credit, I thought he played really well with the Celtics for the first half of last year before he got traded. So I kind of like that move for New Orleans. You know, they're a team that just needs to get healthy, and then we can kind of figure out what kind of team they are. Right. But yeah, you know, definitely a exciting deadline day with all those second round picks and all the trades. Um, yep. You know, very curious to see what goes on the next couple of weeks in the league. You know, if any teams seem to get re- like remarkably better, like if the additions do help. Um, but I think just to circle back to the Celtics, you know, I think they're a team that went into today. I think needing to make at least a move just so that they could feel a little bit better about their team. But I think for me personally, it's all about getting those guys healthy. Getting Marcus back, getting, you know, Jalen Brown back with the mask on. I don't know. Mask down. Yeah. (laughs) So that'll be, that'll be interesting. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know any other thoughts from deadline day 2023 i think that's all i got very fun day for all of us yeah absolutely yeah yeah i felt like i was just refreshing twitter the entire day (laughs) yep (laughs) that's how it goes all right well uh derek thanks for coming on this was a great great having you back thank you for having me garrett it's always such a pleasure absolutely all right folks uh we'll we'll catch you next week